Attention! This is Santa Claus. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about anything having to do with something besides Star Wars is probably going to be ignored. Oh, the holidays are time for friends and family. Thanks, Leah, that's great. What would a Christmas special be without a visit from Santa? Well, it'd be last year's special. But right now, we have another little guest all the way from the North Pole. Uh, hello there, little guy, and who do we have here? The, Why, it's a Christmas elf! Bearing lots of toys for us movie guys! Actually, I'm a, a Christmas hobbit. A Christmas hobbit? Yes. Well, that's like an elf, right? Sure. It's like an elf, if that'll help. Yeah. But I'm not an elf. I'm a hobbit. Where I come from, elves are different than hobbits. Oh, you mean all the way from the North Pole? Middle Earth, actually. Okay, is that like Minnesota and Michigan, where it gets really cold and snowy this time of year? Right? You're thinking of the Midwest. I'm from Middle Earth, and I'm a hobbit. Okay. Hey, did I hear someone say we have a hobbit visiting us? <laughs> yeah, there's a hobbit visiting, Adam. Oh, wow. uh, this is, I'm sorry, I didn't get your name. Oh, well, let me guess. Let me guess. I love hobbits because you always have such cool names like Frodo or Bilbo or Ponto or... Uh, Gary. Uh, what? What's that? My name's Gary. <laughs> Did you say Gary? Yes, I'm Gary like the Christmas... I'm Gary the Christmas Hobbit, mm. and I'm here to spread Hobbit cheer and regale you with the latest Hobbit movie, Battle of the Five Armies. A Hobbit movie with five armies. Well, that shouldn't take long. Wait, wait, do you make toys? No, I'm a hobbit. I don't make toys. Then what do hobbits do? Nothing much, really. We're a simple kind, fond of not going on adventures and eating six meals a day, if possible. So, no toys? No, I don't make toys. So, wh why are you here again? Yeah. Because you thought I was an elf. Right. Uh, oh, right, I did that. I'm sorry about that. Whatever. I get it all the time. Look, I'm here to tell you about the new Hobbit movie coming out this Christmas called The Hobbit, The Battle of Five Armies. Ah, I wish well, we were I a the battle of the toys. The toys. Huh? Oh, no, no, no toys. Oh, look, an elf. <laughs> I'm what do you get here? I'm a Hobbit. Okay, and before you ask, no, he didn't bring any toys. Oh, that sucks. Look, uh, Gary, I don't want your trip here to be for naught. I really don't want anything ever to be for naught. So let's play a clip from this movie you're talking about, all right? Oh, so okay. here's a clip right. of the orcs. The Gathering for the battle. Here we go. Where there's a whip, there's a way. Where there's a whip, there's a way. Where there's a whip, we don't want to go to war today. But the Lord of the That's pretty cool, Gary. What the hell was that? Oh, okay, wait a minute, let me look here. Oh, you know what? I accidentally have Ralph Bakshi's 1978 animated Lord of the Rings film in the queue here. Let me try again. All right, here's a scene between Gandalf and Saruman. Oh, good. Okay, all right, here, here we go. go. I have come for your aid, Saruman the White, in troubled times. The Nine are abroad. Darkness approaches the Black Riders. Is that all the news you have for me then? Is that not enough? Okay, I think all I have in here is the Bakshi Lord of the Rings That's clip. pretty good. What the though. hell? Ralph Bakshi doesn't even have clips of that movie. Wait, let me try again. If we were to draw a graph of my process, of my method, it would be something like this. Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian, action. Wizard, you shall not pass! Cut! Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian. Ah, that's great! I didn't know that was from your movie. Hello. Really? It's very insightful. You, you don't have a clip of this movie. You realize this movie has made over $100 million already overseas? All right, well, why don't you just tell us about it? <sighs> well... 
the dwarves led by Thorn, Oak, and Shield have been exiled from their homeland of Erebor. Oh, so it's like Exodus, dwarves and hobbits. Hmm. Yeah, and just as whitewashed. Oh. And speaking of race, it's actually a coming together of different Middle-earth white races that will help us defeat a sneak attack by the orcs and Sauron. Ah, uh, you know what would be great? What? A Sauron plush toy. Oh, do you have any of those? Do you have anything, like, anything stuffed? Wait, anything how do you think J.R.R. Tolkien did in representing all of those various white races in your story? First of all, Tolkien never spent any time with us hobbits doing any research or anything like that. I mean, this ring thing? Way overblown. We're an agrarian culture. What What do we have need of a costume jewelry? Now, now if it was a, a magic plow or a, a magic... Oh, Ooh, I saw the Magic Ho, 1979. Pam oh. Greer, Antonio Fargus. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that one, too. I think Richard Roundtree's in that. Yeah. Look, the elves have been fighting the we live in a tree and make cookies image for years. Hmm. And I think after seeing six movies of hobbits, always in danger, always needing help, it's time for a more progressive image of hobbits in movies. So... You're calling for more Hobbit movies? Yes, and with the new ones, they shouldn't rush them into three hours. They should take the time necessary to correctly represent the Hobbits. Really? You want more, longer Hobbit movies? Until there's an end to us being stereotyped as people who look for rings, climb volcanoes, and fight spiders. Oh, I'd love to have a remote control spider that shoots webs, and you press a button and shoots webs, and you send it across the room. Recapping... We're recapping Thorn Oakenshield's return to Erebor in pursuit of the Arkenstone. Cool, did you bring any toys? No, I tried. No. Hello, movie guys. It is I, David Lynch, noted eccentric and filmmaker. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and yours from the movie guys and me, David Lynch. You know, a lot of people say they want to get this or get that for Christmas. I feel far too many people don't get me. So if you could, please, get me for Christmas. In celebration of both the holiday season and the fact that there's a new Quentin Tarantino movie coming out, the movie guys would like to read a Christmas classic as told from the master of gangster movies ah. himself. Hmm. And so we present to you a visit from Saint Cinema. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even... A couple of hard pipe-hitting niggas. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of killing Nazis danced in their heads. When out on the roof there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Oh, what the fuck's happening? Oh, oh man. Shit. Oh, man, I shot Marvin in the face. What? The moon on the breast of the new fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. Sewer rat may taste like pumpkin pie, but I'd never know because I wouldn't eat the filthy motherfucker. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment that it must be the wolf. I saw problems. With his winter vehicle held aloft by his ensemble's great fame, he reigned at the joke as he called his eight hateful cast members by name. Now Jackson, now Madsen, now Tatum and Dern, on Russell, on Goggins, on Roth and Waltz. And then in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. Well, we have to be talking about one charming motherfucking pig. I mean, he had to be ten times more charming than that armor on green ankles, you know what I'm saying? He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf. You remember Antoine Rockamora, half black, half Samoan, used to call him Tony Rocky Howard? And I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. I wouldn't go so far as to call the brother fat. I mean, he got a weight problem. What's the nigga gonna do? He's Samoan. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work. 
Whoa, 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 stop right there. Eating a bitch out and giving a bitch a foot massage ain't even the same fucking thing. As he sprang to his paper to pen his next script, I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, Merry Tarantine Noel to all, and to all a good night. Right. That is a tradition in my house. Yes. I, I remember gathering around the fire and Dad reading that to us right before bed. Well, hello there. Merry Christmas from myself, Ed Rooney, and the movie guys. Happy holidays. Oh, I sounded like Dirty Harry just then. Cool. Okay, well, let's see how much you know, Mick. Right. We're going to play uh, uh, oh, uh, we're play another game in. here. Uh-oh. A little something called uh, Christmas Carol Name That Tune. <laughs> hey. uh, I had no idea, Mick. I hope you've prepared. Blue uh, uh, Christmas. Uh, right. 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 Ding. I didn't even play the short clip. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. That's all, you, that's all you get. Ah, that's all you get. Darn. From the gallery? Can we steal Christmas time is here, the peanut special? That's absolutely nice. right. Oh, I say you better play the one. And that's one I disregard. Oh! I, I, I never, I never oh, play that one. I skipped that on Pandora, yeah. yeah. Oh. Because there's really, it's not like a, it's traditional, but yeah. it's not like no, 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 that's, that's a weak excuse. You know. I should have known that. I didn't know my parents. My friend, you just caught my worst Santa moment. Oh! Your main one, Mr. Grinch. Oh my god, that was good. All right. Weather outside is frightful. Let it snow, let it snow. Let it snow. Boom. Yeah. And here we go. Santa Claus, uh, here comes Santa Claus. That's it. The Gene Autry version. I don't think yeah. my buzzer was working. I don't think Jump my buzzer was working. <laughs> I used to love the lyric because it would say, Jump in bed, cover up your head because Santa Claus comes tonight. And I'd act it out on Christmas Eve and I would jump in my bed and I'd yeah. cover up my head. I was all excited. What do you make of this uh, What do you make of this song? He's the little boy that Santa, Santa Claus forgot? Yeah. yeah, what's that? Oh, Santa's human. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, saw that in Arthur Christmas. Uh, that's on uh, an alt, you know, that's not like up there with the Christmas song. They, they excluded that from Nat's, ma you know, a little Christmas trivia for you. The uh -oh. album was originally The Magic of Christmas, but because the Mel Torme song, the Christmas song, which some people know as Chestnuts on an Open yeah. Fire, mm -hmm. Roasting Open Fire was such a huge hit, it's become, you know, repackaged as Nat King Cole, the Christmas song, but it's, mm. he has an alternate one that has some of those songs, the little boy that Santa Claus forgot. Oh, <laughs> mm. as, a, as a Latino, where's Donde Esta Santa Claus? Oh. Come on, come on. <laughs> we got to represent here in California. Feliz Navidad? Yeah, exactly. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Yeah. Hello? Could this be Adam Sandler? It's a Merry Christmas and a Happy Hanukkah! Tyler Perry once again slaps his name at the beginning of one of his film titles. But at least this time it's for a reason. He had to distinguish his film from 2005's Euripides' A Medea Christmas. Yes. I think we actually have a clip of that. Oh, good, 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 good. Medea, hate her sons! I dread to think of what is hatching in her mind. Of all creatures that can feel and think, we women are the worst treated things alive. Jason has betrayed his sons and Madea and takes to bed a royal bride. He what? I'm gonna grab that man by his ass and whoop those kids if he is good till they dead. My man Dreamer cheated on me, he better wake up and apologize. Um, so, uh, as you can see, he had to change the title, even though Tyler Perry's Amadea Kwanzaa is still available. 
This film is what happens when you shoot the first draft of a script. Is there a script? Fuck no. But there's a poster. And that poster reads, Tyler Perry's A Medea Christmas. By the way, that was very uh, true to the Greek style of theater. Thank you. Thank you. you know, we went uh, to... On Paul's uh, part. They didn't have yes. microphones. So. Um, I, I was going to get the mask with a cone in it. Yeah. Hey, I studied for a year intro to theater class Oh, I, I thought there. you were talking about Paul. Steve Reese. Karen what? Had, right. I, I, I just thought the whole thing Paul's was very brought, very me back, brought me back to college There's, theater uh, department. I would have done a vocal push, but I didn't want to stand up. Okay. Hey, 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 it's Roger Murtaugh. Now, Riggs, 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 on the count of three, we're going to wish everybody a happy birthday. One, wait, I, wait, one, two, three, and then a one on two. Hey, Riggs, 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 get down off the top of that tree. Riggs, Riggs. Krampus may be the only uninvited guest to bring horror to the holiday season, but there are plenty of invited guests who could fill a cauldron full of horrible screams. Like your grandpa, for instance. Uh Uh-oh. This Christmas, your family may be met by a horrible force imposing his will on the holidays. Who wants to go to church with me on Christmas morning? (laughs) He's as old as time itself. And his teeth aren't the only thing he's going to be leaving under the tree. He's Grampus. <laughs> Horrifying are his rituals. Who wants to help me with my sits bath? Mysterious is his language. Hey, stop beating your gums. I'm trying to listen to this tomato do the weather. <laughs> and he always brings fruitcake. <laughs> and just because he's been invited, doesn't mean you want him to stay. Well, the nice thing about being retired is I can stick around until the new year. (laughs) He's coming to complain that things aren't as good as they were when he was a kid, complaining about the same thing. He knows when you're sleeping because he accidentally wandered into your bedroom in the middle of the night. (laughs) Veronica Lake? Grandpa! Every child has their own terrifying tale to tell. One time, he made me watch Matlock with him. Grandpus. You know, when I was a kid, every present we ever gave or got was a rock. And we liked it. Coming to your house. (laughs) Grandpus. Grandpus. I'll see it. <laughs> this one you'll see. That one I'll go. Not I don't need to be America told. Civil War. That one seems, I don't know, it, tucked, it pulls on heartstrings. Because there. it comes from a place of truth. <laughs> yeah, that's right? what it is. It's real. It's truth. You There's, can believe this. It feels like something real. <laughs> he knew Veronica Lake's name. I mean, this is uh, good writing. Is what I that like is. that he was watching the tomato do the weather. The yeah. tomato. I'm watching that tomato. Good flap in your gums. <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town. He's bringing presents, etc. Thanks, Leah. Somebody else at the door. Hey, it's Steve. Steve here was just about to read us a Christmas story. I was? Uh, yes, I was. Yes, indeed I was. In fact, he's going to read the Christmas classic, Sherlock Holmes' Game of Shadows. That's not a Christmas classic. Well, neither is Christmas with the Cranks. Didn't stop my grandparents from buying it in Blu-ray. This is a press kit. All right, so now that fabled Christmas classic, Sherlock Holmes' Game of Shadows. Okay, everyone, gather around. There once was a man named Sherlock Holmes, and he knew kung fu, dodged cannonballs, dressed in drag, and fought men on trains. 
That doesn't sound like Sherlock Holmes. Oh, this isn't your father, Sherlock Holmes. Doesn't sound like Arthur Conan Doyle's either. What happened to all the pondering with a pipe? Sherlock Holmes 1 happened to that. Where have you been? But hey, don't worry about it. Moriarty's in this one. And as we all know, Moriarty is the Lex Luthor of the Sherlock Holmes world. So, there's that. Uh, yeah. But what does it have to do with Christmas? Uh... Well, um, Watson looks jolly. <laughs> or maybe just gay. Definitely British. In other words, Jude Law. So, uh, let's see, what else here? Christmas, Christmas, um, okay. Here we go. It says right here, Holmes and Watson try to stop a plot that could destroy the world. And as we all know, the world is where Santa lives. So, you could say that uh, they're really trying to save Christmas. But that doesn't make it a Christmas story. It's a metaphor. A metaphor for what? Do metaphors always need an analogy? Yeah, but only by definition. But do we always have to go by the definition? Yes, but only when the subject is words. But is Sherlock Holmes really about the words? You mean the book? But what about caroling and presents and goodwill towards men? Okay, look. I'm not really much of a storyteller, okay? I'm more of a marketing guy, so why don't we just beat this out ourselves, okay? Uh, let's decide what would make this a more seasonally appropriate tale, okay? Let's let's start with the title. Now, Sherlock Holmes' Game of Shadows. Sounds a bit October-ish, don't you think? How can we bring this up to the Christmas season? Why don't we call it Sherlock Holmes and the Case of the Impossible Chimney Width? Huh? Huh? Come on, come on. Work with me here, work uh, with me here. Sherlock Holmes and the Eggnog Exploration Adventure. Okay, okay, I like it, I like I it. Uh, Sherlock Holmes and the Bathhouse Mistletoe Mix-Up. Oh, oh, nice, that oh. brings in a few demographics. They're good. Yeah, 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 you. Um, Sherlock Holmes and the Terrible Trip to Target. Oh, nothing says the holidays like a trip to Target. Okay, come on, guys. Let's bring some of this now. So how'd it go? I wasn't listening. Oh, um, really good, actually. Uh, we didn't come up with a different title yet, or even a significantly different story. But we did arrive at a promotional tagline that is much more seasonally appropriate. I would love to hear it. This Christmas, go homes for the holidays. Okay, we got nothing. <laughs> I think I slept with that guy before. Oh, I bet you did. Uh, let's see. How to best describe the Boubet sisters? They've been on our show here before, but I think we should go to the introduction that they use on their live show. And there's the live crowd, right? Oh, uh, yeah. We take them everywhere with us. Thousands. Ladies and gentlemen. Fresh off a tour of Northern California rest homes and rehab clinics, it's the Soul Sisters from the same Mr. But Different Mamas, the ladies with Motown and Detroit, the golden throats and silver tongues of the mightiest trio of female strength since Charlie's Angels and the Witches of Eastwick. Please welcome the Boubet Sisters! Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. So the same father. Yes. yes. Different mothers. Yeah, that's yes. why Renee is Jewish. 
Understood. All right. Well, let's. Well, let's see. She okay, Renee. So let me go around the table here, right. and we'll figure out everybody. We have Faye. Hello. Uh, you're kind of the sexy one, right? Well, you know, if by one you mean girl, yes. I I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hello. You're like the ringmaster, from what I gather, right? Uh, keeping everything together. Well, if by everything you mean my sisters, yes. Yes. And Renee. Mm-hmm. You just woke her up. Okay. Nice to meet yeah. you. Well, uh, Boobé, let me lead with the question all of America wants to know. Mm-hmm. Is that your real name? Kay? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Although we used to go by Stop, Drop, and Roll, because our act was so on fire. It's good to have you up. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have you back on our holiday special. I remember when you were here singing carols previously. Yeah. Uh, but the film Sisters with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler is opening opposite Star Wars The Force Awakens. For two ladies, they have really... Huge balls. Now, this is the story of two sisters who reunite as adults to throw one last party in their childhood home before it's sold. Mm -hmm. One sister, played by Polar, is older and more conservative, and the other, played by Faye, is the rebellious type. Now, who would you say is the rebellious type amongst the three of you? That would be me. Hey. Okay, here's what I want to do. Mm. I'm going to play parts of the trailer to sisters, and you guys help me break it down and get people excited about it, and then we'll wrap everything up with a song. All right, now that what, sounds good. I love Let's games. Let's do it. You guys are known for. Okay. All right. Uh, here's the first trailer Somebody clip. Somebody wake up Renee. Renee? Okay, here we go. I'm sorry, what? F- first trailer clip. Great. Just hey, girl! Okay. Ella's sister reunion! What's your deal? I've been having a lot of fun. I don't need lotion in there. Yeah, you do need lotion in there. Oh, I could tell stories for days about things I've done with lotion. I'm feeling her character right there. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, in that clip, you, you can't see it because she's, she's actually putting lotion on an old man's genitals. Yeah. Let's listen to another clip. All right, fine. We are looking for an yard artisan to do some work on our bushes. I bet working on other people's bushes really makes you want to whack your weeds. I was dirtier than I thought. I'm sorry. I got dirty really fast. A pretty randy clip there. <laughs> Sexy puns and everything. No, oh, please. We've only just begun. Hey, why don't you get in my backyard and handle my bulbs? Come on over this afternoon and you can spread my mulch for me. You'll find I've got a little peat moss growing on the edge of my property. (laughs) Want to jump in my garden and handle my tomatoes? Here we go. Something, something, water my seeds with your hose. What's up, sweaty man? Need a horticulture. (laughs) (laughs) Listen up. I need you to handle my snapdragon for me. Of course you do. There's a lot of handling with you. I like handling. All right, let's play another clip. It's a damn shame that you never had your night here. We cannot have a party. You've been divorced two years. You can't avoid putting yourself out there forever. Do not work me like this. All right, it's not that these characters just need this party. I think Tina Fey and Amy Poehler actually need this party, too, because they grew up in the era of John Hughes movies. And who doesn't want... A huge John Hughes party. I mean, toilet paper hanging from the trees, people jumping in and out of the pool. Simple minds blaring on the boombox, high collars, big hair. Vodka eyeballing, snorting crushed Smarties, chugging hand sanitizer. Renee, Renee, what does that have to do with John Hughes? Who's John Hughes? Are we talking about parties? (laughs) Next clip. I've been thinking. Why? Will you not drink tonight so I can let my freak flag fly? (laughs) I asked Renee the same thing once. To stop drinking. Yeah, what happened? Yeah, I think he, I finally have full movement back in my wrist. And if I shave my head, you'd be able to see some of the scars. Next and uh, final clip. And mm-hmm. this uh, this features WWE wrestler John Cena. So funny in Trainwreck. Back in a comedy again here at the end of the year. Let's listen. You're the type of badass that I'm susceptible to. My safe word is keep going. 
<laughs> that is his safe word. I love how they use that in the film. They say, use what you know, do mm-hmm. what you're good at, right? John, call me. Okay, so mm. look, you're, you're the authority when it comes to things involving sisters. Do you want to see this? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it'd be fun to get Renee out of the house because sometimes she can't leave because she's not awake. But I think if we get her to the theater, she might be able to stay up. For, you, you know what? We could go mm-hmm. to the theater where they serve beer mm-hmm. and they wine. They have those 21 plus screens. Yes. 21 and over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'll keep you going, yeah. Is that all they have? They don't have a full bar? What? No, it'd be a full <laughs> bar. Yeah. Right. For, you know, it'd be, there'd be beer and other things. Other things. Okay, right. Well, listen, it wouldn't be right to have one of Southern California's foremost singing groups in studio and not get a holiday song out of them, right? Right. So we need to do that. When is the Backstreet Boys getting in here? No, no, it's you guys. Oh, us. And what can you give us? A little White Christmas, Uh, Away in a Manger or something? No, I don't think so. No, we like to do the classics. What's happening? That's right. You'll figure figure it out. Oh, I see. This was in The Night Before. That's right. Which is in theaters. Of course, it was in Die Hard. Die Hard. Come on. Take it away. Classic Christmas. It was December 24th on Hollis Eve after dark. When I seen a man chilling with his dog in the park, I approached him very slowly with my heart full of fear. Looked at his dog. Oh, my God. An ill and reindeer. But then I was chilling because the man had a beard and a pack full of presents. 12 o'clock had neared. I turned my head a second and the man was gone. But he must have left his wolf back. But I never steal from Santa, cause that ain't right. So I was going home to mail it back to him that night. But when I got home, I bugged, cause under the tree was a letter from Santa and the dough was for me. Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mom's cooking chicken and collard greens. Rice and stuff and macaroni and cheese. And Santa's putting gifts under Christmas trees. Decorate the house with lights at night. Snow is on the ground, snow white, snow bright. In the fireplace is a Yule log. Beneath the mistletoe as we drink eggnog. I like to drink wine, Asian oak barrels. And each and every year we buzz Christmas carols. Rhyme so loud and proud to hear it. It's Christmas time and we got the spirit. Jack Frost chillin', the orchid's out, and that's what Christmas is all about. The time is now, the place is here, the whole wide world is filled with cheer. My name is Boo Bay with a mic in hand, and we're chillin' and coolin' just like the snowman. So open your eyes and lend us a near. We want to say Merry Christmas and Happy New God, he didn't have a way in a manger. Right. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and yours from me, Ted Knight, and the movie guys. Spalding, get your foot off the boat. You better watch out. You better not cry. Better not doubt, I'm telling you. Merry Christmas to one and all. Santa here again with another movie recommendation. What film has Hollywood decided would be best for you and your family to see this week? Why, it's the girl with the dragon tattoo. But has she been naughty or nice? 
The girl in question is a self-proclaimed insane computer hacker who sleeps with women and is forced into horrible sexual situations to survive financially. She joins a journalist in unraveling a 40-year-old murder mystery of a younger teenager, perhaps killed by her own family, some of whom are Nazis and serial rapists and who have a Swedish sexual death dungeon. Merry Christmas! What do you say we watch the DVD we watch every year? That's a great idea! Whatever he's talking about. A little something we call Dr. Seuss's We Bought a Zoo. Uh, that movie comes out this Christmas and it's not Dr. Seuss. We Bought a Zoo. Sounds Dr. Seuss to me. I don't know. You be the judge. Let's watch. There once was a dad who just lost his wife. His job and his kids were stressing his life. His mood was quite gloomy. His son unrepentant, much like George Clooney in last month's The Descendants. He met with his brother who said of his strife, Attempt to start over. Move on with your life. His daughter's a cutie with hair like her mom. His son is just petty, much like the Tom. A classic rock tune, you instantly know? This must be directed by Cameron Crowe! They found an old house with a field full of dew. The realtor told them, go buy a zoo! Not go buy a zoo, as in drive past a zoo, but magically, perfectly purchase a zoo! With zebras and tigers and birds that can fly! With Damon Johansson in church, oh my! That Scarlett Johansson, she's big with the lads. She brings in the crowds, <laughs> but mostly the dads. If this were the real world, they'd never survive because he's 41 and she's what, 25? But back to the story and problems at hand. And you can be sure they won't go as planned. Can they run the game farm without losing a crew? You'll have to find out at a theater near you. But I heard them exclaim, with poop on their shoe, we'll never regret that we bought a zoo. Yeah. That was something, wasn't it? That was something. Hello, this is Benedict Cumberbatch wishing you all a very festive holiday season. And if I had one wish this year, it would be for everyone across the globe to correctly pronounce Benedict Cumberbatch. Not Benefer Cabbage Patch or Butterscotch Cumberbun or Ingelbert Humperdinck, Bernadette Peters. Hmm, that's, that's a new one. It's quite nice, really. I'll tell you my favorite version of my favorite carol, because I'm not hearing it, but I, I'm going to demand it. I have a copy of here I want to play. That being Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, great song, right? Everyone but there's no Bro-wise? version of that song dearer oh. to America's heart than when it's sung by Hiroyuki Sonata, oh. star of uh, 47 Ronin. Absolutely. Last Samurai. Big, well, the Wolverine. No, it's the big Wolverine. in our house, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Let's fill our He's hearts with Christmas cheer with Rudolph the Ronin Reindeer. Here we go. You know Kira Yoshinaka and Asano Naganori, Shogun Sunayoshi, and Oishi Kuranosuke Yoshio. <laughs> but do you recall... The most famous Ronin of all. <laughs> Rudolph the Ronin Reindeer had no master or lord. And if you ever saw him, you would say he suffered great shame in the shadow of the feudal lords. 
all of the other samurai committed harikari upon the loss of their masters. They never let poor Rudolf take up another trade because of a rigid class system in Japan. Then one during the Meiji period, Rudolf and 47 Ronin set out to seek revenge on the warlord who killed their master. They recognized him by the scar they had left on him at their previous battle and cut his head off with a dagger. They kept his head as a prize of their accomplishment. Then everyone from the time of Genroku praised the accomplishments of the Ronin as they made their way to the Singaki-ji Temple. However, exacting revenge in such a fashion was looked down upon by the shogunate officials. And the following year, the Ronin all committed seppuku and took their lives in ritualistic fashion. And they went down in history. <laughs> oh, that's, that is my favorite version of that. Oh, that is a good version. Uh, you know what? It isn't Christmas Thank until you for playing that. at the Caius household, we hold hands around the Christmas tree and, and, sing, to... and sing that. Or Yuki Sonata. Yes. I usually put that on when I put up the Christmas tree and decorate oh, it. Oh, it's <laughs> you. You cannot be in the mood after hearing. You, as soon as you hear that song, you're in the mood. You but can't honestly, help it. Boom. what a singer, right? <laughs> he it's makes voice. it his own. It's a recognizable yeah. voice. He's like Rex Harrison, but in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Merry Christmas to you and yours. From me, Will I Am, the star of X Men Origins, Wolverine. While people tell Santa what they want for Christmas, I thought I'd take a few moments to talk to his helper elf, David. Hey! Now, David, you get to stand next to Santa and listen to people tell him what they want for Christmas each and every day. So have you noticed any trends in what people are asking for? Uh, it's been kind of a mix. Uh, there's been no real standout toy this year. Not like last year when everyone wanted their own avatar. Oh, you mean the avatar doll was a popular item? No, everyone wanted to be their own avatar. You'd be surprised how many people secretly wanted to be blue and translucent and three-dimensional. But certainly, some toy has to stand out amongst the rest. Oh, yeah, there's the, uh, the Yogi Bear doll. Ah, yes, the Yogi Bear doll. It ties into the new movie, am I right? Featuring a computer-animated yogi, voiced by none other than ex-Blues brother and Ghostbuster, Dan Aykroyd. Actually, that's a bit of a myth. People seem to think that yogi is computer-generated, but this is really just what Dan Aykroyd is looking like these days. Ah, okay, so now what does this button do? Does that make him talk? Oh yeah, talking dolls are really big. Well, let's give it a listen. I'm Yogi Bear, male prostitute. I know, what the hell is that? That sounds nothing like Yogi Bear. No, but it does sound like Dan Aykroyd. Classic Dan Aykroyd. This doll is actually being marketed to adults. The adults that want to capture the essence of what that true comedian and how great a guy he really was. And you know, kids may actually get a, a little bit of knowledge about edgy comedy humor. Does he say anything else? No, there's this. Me and Boo Boo, we're on a mission from God. Now that line actually does tie into the film. The plot has Yogi and Boo Boo teaming with Ranger Smith and a pretty nature documentarian played by Anna Faris to get Jellystone Park classified as a nature reserve in order to foil the plans of the corrupt mayor who wants to turn it into a logging facility. Hence this line. Jellystone was fine until the power grid was shut off by Dickless here. That is so wrong. I want one. All right, here we go. Let's try this again. Ranger Smith, you ignorant slut. Of course we can save Jellystone Park. Simply going to take a Herculean effort on all your parts. But I suppose complacent windbags like this kind of goes on. But that oh, there's a Boo Boo doll that's sold separately. Uh, all it does is play Justin Timberlake songs over and over again. Ah, then there's also this doll. 
It's the Casino Jack. It's the marketing tie-in to the Kevin Spacey movie of the same name. Oh, that's supposed to be Jack Abramoff. Yeah, the Washington power lobbyist who defrauded several Indian tribes while supposedly working on their behalf, as well as bribed and corrupted several high-ranking public officials and used his influence to try and gain control over a floating casino in Miami. So, what exactly does the doll do? It bilks. Come again? It bilks. It says right here on the back of the box, Casino Jack comes equipped with super bilking action, including vice-like bilking grip and a bilking briefcase, which can also be used to store classified documents and government secrets. It bilks anywhere you want. It, it bilks on airplanes. It bilks in uh, restaurants. It even, even bilks in the shower because it's waterproof. Yeah, and, and kids love it. Hey, kid. I don't understand. Okay, let me put it this way. This toy retails for $14.95. I picked it up at Toys R Us with a 25% kickback because of its super bilking action. Then I sold it with a 5% markup to KB Toys, who then gave it back to me as a promotional item in its influence peddling scheme. I'll tell you, I made quite a little profit off this baby. Wow. Yeah, well, let me tell you. In these tough economic times, every family needs a little casino jack bilking and bribing on their behalf. Okay. Does it do anything else? Oh, yeah. He does celebrity voices. Abramoff produced a lot of movies in the 80s. What child is this we laid to rest? Eight months ago, it was our son. Seems we can't get over it. Oh God, our story's depressing. This, this is rabbit hole. With her face, she used to look like a person. That was very, very special. This is Michael Corleone. Listen, from Fredo all the way up to Pop, we're all wishing you a Merry Christmas. Never go against the family. You better watch out. <laughs> Christmas is the best time of year to see a movie and to spend precious moments with your family. So what's out there in theaters that you should go and see? Well, here's one for you called Shame. A New York City businessman and sex addict comes to terms with his inner primal compulsions in this NC-17 rated drama. Obsessed with pornography, his powerful appetite for all things carnal leads him on a sexcapade through the gloomy nighttime Big Apple. Masturbating! and encountering one-night-stands, hookers, and orgies until he's visited by his sister, who I don't believe he has sex with. Merry Christmas! <laughs> For those of you watching on YouTube, Adam is losing his mind with our chair. <laughs> I'm shrinking! <laughs> I am shrinking! Oh, it's Luke! Luke's doing it! Luke! Please, don't force my chair down! 
this is a good sign that Luke is uh, using his uh, Jedi powers. For Maybe good. he'll come out for of his shell a little bit because uh, what would Life Day be without the reason for the season? Which a Jedi is? who needs no introduction. You don't need to give me an introduction. I don't need to give you an introduction. <laughs> so how have you been? Not good. Not not good. But but you must be excited. You're back in the news. What with the Force Awakens. You, you didn't notice that I was cut out. What about? I thought that was on purpose, that you were the surprise ending of the... No. The whole ending was supposed to be once Ray found Luke, that they both went off to find a planet for a holiday special. It was a whole holiday special ending. The oh. Force Awakens holiday special. Yeah, they were bringing back everything that everyone loved from the first movie, from a droid with plans to gay X-wing pilots to the <laughs> to the holiday special. Oh, there we I must not have caught that on IMDb, but Star Wars in the news, I mean, it's got to be good for the Skywalker brand. What do you, what do you think of this Rogue One? Oh, don't even get me started on that. Oh, why? I was supposed to be in Rogue One. It tied up a lot of loose ends from Luke's life on Tatooine. I mean, did he ever get the power converters from Tashi Station? I mean, what happened to the power converter salesman at Tashi Station? Questions that have been on the audience mind. The That's impossible even for a computer guy. We really got into that character, too. What was his deal? He's kind of a stick in the mud. <laughs> Maybe they felt the Death Star was more of a central plot. Been there, done that, bought the fake hand. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is it crazy to celebrate Life Day all these years after the original holiday special? Oh, don't bring that up. Well, what, what, did they cut you out of that, too? I saw you in it. Yeah, there was this whole other plot line we never got to. They promised to include me in the Empire Strikes Back holiday special. Oh, there was such a thing as that? Yeah, except instead of a planet of Wookiees, it's a planet of Mark Hamillies, and there's this big red one Mark Hamill, trickster Mark Hamill, the night the lights went out, and Georgia Mark Hamill. You know, you don't need to finish this story. I don't need to finish the story. Hey, this is Phil from Star Wars. Uh, I'm the guy who repairs the BB-8. No, I'm not one of those creatures in the tank. Uh, I'm not wearing the scarves in the sand. Yeah, I, I don't touch that crap. Now I'm just on the set here doing my job. So uh, from all of us here at uh, Star Wars, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and um, beep bop boop, whistle, and uh, all that. <clears throat> I was told there'd be a lunch. Take a dollop of Willy Wonka, throw in a dash of salt, stir vigorously, and you've got the recipe for some holiday fun. The Tourist stars Johnny Depp as a man who goes to Italy and falls for Angelina Jolie, who plays an Interpol agent connected to a shady criminal. So it's Don Juan DeMarco meets Laura Croft on a European vacation. How is that holiday theme, do you ask? Well, what the ads fail to mention is that Depp is actually an ex-elf who has left the North Pole and has fled to sunny Italy to completely forget his heritage. Well, with his life being put in constant jeopardy, he will come to realize how good he had it at Santa's workshop and come to learn the error of his ways. William Shakespeare's The Tempest is, of course, the story of Prospero, an exiled duke who uses magic to conjure up a storm at sea, shipwrecking his rivals and taking advantage of them to restore his title. In our version, it's actually a Christmas island that Prospero is marooned on, with all sorts of reindeer and snow creatures, dancing gingerbread men, and of course, talking cutlery and furniture. In fact, in a surprise twist, we actually learn that Prospero is Santa Claus, exiled to this place by bad guys trying to bring down Christmas. Oh yeah, he's also a woman in this one, played by Helen Mirren. Clearly, revisionism has run amok in this particular feature. Thank you.
The Company Men tells the story of three employees who are trying to survive after being laid off, thanks to corporate downsizing. Originally set for release in October, the studio decided they didn't want to compete with all the other horror stories coming out that month. The film features Kevin Costner, who's still recovering from Swing Vote, Chris Cooper, who's contractually obligated to be in every film this century, and Ben Affleck, fresh from his latest, Nuns on the Run. And of course, there's a Christmas theme. When Affleck's character goes to work for Kevin Costner's construction company, he injures his head and gets abandoned by his family, only to become a lonely millionaire who pays another family to spend Christmas with him. Then, when James Gandolfini whacks him on the head, he loses his identity again and wakes up mistaken for an ex-con who's roped into a casino heist with the brother of the girlfriend that the real ex-con was pen pals with, only to wind up meeting his family again on Christmas Eve for a fresh cup of hot chocolate and a deeper understanding of the reason for the season. An instant holiday classic. The Fighter is based on the true story of boxer Irish Mickey Ward and his half-brother Dick Eklund, who trained Mickey to be a professional fighter. The film stars Mark Wahlberg, who looks like he's ready once again to model Calvin Klein's. Honestly, what would a December movie preview be without a shot of Monkey Mark in his drawers? And Christian Bale, who's not half the Batman he used to be. I think this film is trying to overdo the whole Irish angle, you know? I mean, I understand casting Amy Adams and character actors like Jack McGee, but everybody in this film is desperately trying to use that Baston accent and strut around like Irish-blooded, working-class, street-fighting people. It just seems inauthentic. And now they even tell me the movie posters are getting worked over. I'm not Irish at all, and even I'm upset about it. Bale's work in this movie has garnered praise from both movie critics and those in his rage management group. But how does this film fit in with the holidays? Let me tell you, not many people know this, but Santa Claus started off as a middleweight boxer in Lower Boston. <laughs> All right, we can't keep this up. We can't make every movie a holiday movie, but at least we're trying. We're trying more than Hollywood. That's the movie, guys, for this week. Join us again next week when we will get preempted by a holiday special. <laughs>